What's going on, Orlando City fans? Welcome back to the Lions Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Rushnow, and today I will be previewing the Nashville match with Davy Shepard from Speedway Soccer again. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Cappy Subs. You can order over the phone at 407-647-9099 or online at cappyssubsfl.com, all one word. Please make sure to leave a five-star review as we will be reading them on the podcast. Please make sure to do the survey. And with that, let's get into it. We've got Davey here again with us. How are you doing, Davey? I'm doing good, Gavin. How are you, man? I am doing fantastic. It's been a good week for us Orlando City fans, and it's been a decent week for you Nashville fans. Yeah. Um, going into it, uh, let's get your thoughts on last week's match against Orlando. Sure. You know, actually, I, I did another interview earlier with uh, with another group here in Nashville for a Nashville soccer show. And uh, listen, I think we performed pretty well in that match. I know that sounds stupid coming out of a 3-1 loss, but... I mean, to be honest with you, I would say next to the 0-0 draw against Dallas, it was probably one of our better performances that we've had all season, um, which I know that sounds, again, funny because we've had two victories. Um, but I actually think the the two games that we won, we were kind of just okay. Um, the 0-0 draw against Dallas, I thought we were very good. And then the 3-1 loss against Orlando, I thought we were pretty good. Now, look, more of victories don't mean anything, right? You can't. There's no points on the table for looking pretty good in a 3-1 loss. That being said, um, I, I thought we acquitted ourselves well. I thought Hani Mukhtar in particular looked especially bright that game. And the finishing just isn't there yet. I truthfully do believe goals will come eventually. That being said, they weren't there that night. And you go away in a game where it maybe could have been 2 nothing, possibly even 3 nothing in the first 20 or 25 minutes of the game in favor of Nashville. And then the game's away from you because you didn't take advantage of your opportunities. So that's been the story too frequently for Nashville thus far. That being said, uh, I don't think you can come off the field in that game and like totally hang your head. I'm sure Gary Smith is sitting there, you know, scratching his head thinking, how did this happen? Because I, I, I agree with you. I think I even I even tweeted out it should be like three nil at this point. I mean. Um, you, one of your players rinsed our center back, Rodrigo Schlegel. Um, I think it was Dunlady. Um, yep. and then Dunlady again got into a decent position, missed his shot. You guys had another sitter you missed later on in the game as well. I mean, you guys were getting chances left, right, and center. And I was talking to my guys about it in the, the review podcast. And I was saying, look, I think Oscar Pereja didn't really respect their attack because we were sending players forward. And we left a lot of open space. And unfortunately for you guys, you guys didn't take the chances. And that was kind of the risk Pereja took. And it seemed to have worked. It seemed to have worked. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I, I think he was committed to scoring goals. And they got those goals. So, um, now look, we talked about it. And I, I know you tweeted during the game. Right back was going to be a problem in this match. Uh, and that showed on the first goal of the game. Um, again, uh, that's just going to be an area. We saw uh, it's going to be an area where Nashville uh, can be gotten at. Now, we saw against Inter-Miami, Alistair Johnson finally got the start at right back. Uh, 
So I would hope that that is a trend that we'll see continue. I think Jalil Anababa played well in minutes that he's seen at right back. Uh, I just think Johnson is the future there, and uh, the sooner we can get him getting cohesive minutes next to Walker Zimmerman, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, let's talk about that Miami match. I actually watched a, a large portion of it. Uh, yep. You guys should have scored early on. I think the yep. call to, to call it away was bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh, what's his name? Oh, Muil um, yep. gets pushed in the back and then gets runs into uh, Reyes and scores, uh, gets taken away. But overall, y'all played really well. I really liked the way y'all played in that game. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Again, I thought we played pretty well. Um, uh, I think, unfortunately, and this is kind of a um, uh, an ongoing theme for Nashville, is basically four matches in a row now, there has been some sort of issue from a referee that VAR has, has kind of affected the game in some way. Now, look, against Atlanta United, the Escobar decision was, in my opinion, pretty poor. Uh, should have been a red card that would have benefited Nashville. It, with a, a Orlando match, there was that weird scenario where the referee actually used VAR to give a yellow card, which is kind of unheard of. Usually the referee will either leave a decision alone or give a red card. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I think a red would have been too harsh, but again, just pretty odd. And then there was four or five decisions against Miami where you talked about Moyle. I agree with you completely. I think he got a touch in his back that put him into the defensive player, which, again... I can get that. I just don't think it's clear and obvious, right? I don't think it was a clear and obvious mistake, which is what you hear all the time about VAR. And then Mm -hmm. when you compare that with everything else that was reviewed, um, I think the Walker-Zimmerman arm was a penalty. I I said that that night. I think it was a penalty. Uh, I think the Hani Mukhtar penalty that we were awarded was not a penalty. I think the contact was clearly outside of the box. Uh, And then I think Brian Anunga got away with what was another, should have been another penalty. So it, it was... I think Miami was pretty hard done uh, by the by the decisions with the referee. Um, that being said, you know we could have scored early again, didn't. We were able to convert a beautiful goal by Anabagodoy, who I think I mentioned to you last week has been our player of the season so far. So gorgeous I, goal, yeah, gorgeous goal, really well done. And again, he just showed why he's the heartbeat of this team. He and Dax McCarty, and you saw Dax come on later as well. Um, Really, really unfortunate, in my opinion, for Mukhtar not to convert that penalty. I think uh, that was an opportunity for him to kind of get the ball rolling. You know, uh, that's saying you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, right? Like uh, that, I think he's just had a few of those things where stuff didn't come up. He got the assist to Dave Romney um, the match before against Orlando on that set piece. Really nice delivery. And I was thinking, if he get an assist here, get a goal in the next game, even though it's a penalty, now all of a sudden we've got something rolling, right? We're moving along. And unfortunately, I think he's obviously feeling the pressure a bit. Um, and, you know, I think he – I wouldn't say it's a confidence issue because he went for the upper 90, right? Uh, and uh, just hit the bar. Maybe a little amped up um, in that opportunity to get his first goal. But I'd really love him to see come out and, and play a little bit better against Orlando. I thought he was really good against Orlando. I thought he was just okay against Miami. So I'd like to see him kind of get the ball back rolling again. So I wanted to talk about him specifically, but before we do that, you mentioned another player I wanted to bring up. Uh, is his name Brian? Brian Anunga? Yeah, Brian Anunga um, got his first start against Miami. Yes, sir. First start. Uh, looked pretty assured in there. Uh, so what were your thoughts on his performance, and will he be playing, do you think, against Orlando this uh, come Wednesday? Well, I'm actually I'm pretty interested to see. That's kind of a big topic that we've been discussing at Speedway Soccer and Nashville Soccer Show. Um, 
my gut is that we'll see another bit of rotation, but in this circumstance, it'll be McCarty getting the start instead of Godoy. At the end of the day, those guys are in the early to mid-30s. They're going to need rest. There's so many matches coming up, and we have another game on the weekend uh, against Miami again. So I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of the inverse there where Godoy started last time and Anunga played alongside of him. That being said, I do expect to see Anunga in the lineup just next to McCarty instead. I thought he looked really, really good. I said it to first start. It was actually his first minutes whatsoever. Mm. Uh, so I think he performed very, very well. First 15 minutes or so were probably a bit slow. Then around 25, he made that really, really good tackle back down the right side of the field. And from there, it kind of just sprung into action. And so I thought he performed really, really well. Um, the general consensus from the sports media here here was that he didn't look out of place. He's a guy that they spent a little bit of money to acquire from Charleston. And so... Uh, I, I think there's the potential there for him to be kind of in the long-term picture in that number six role for the team, which if you know anything about a Gary Smith side, that's kind of a fixture of Gary Smith is a really, really talented player in that position. What I think is more interesting from our end is that uh, that's kind of the position, uh, an eight, more of an eight than a six that Derek Jones has played most of his career. Now, only towards the end of last season when we saw Derek Jones come in, uh, did we see that he was going to deploy him more centrally forward, uh, like a 10. And so uh, I'm just a little bit surprised we're not seeing Derek Jones as the first guy in as a number eight. Um, now, that being said, I think Brian Anunga is a clear six. He's not trying to get forward whatsoever. So next to one of those older guys who do like to be a bit rangy and move forward in McCarty or Godoy, Maybe it does make sense to bring in a guy who is a strictly holding midfielder who's going to do the defensive work, and then you can let Dax, you can let Godoy get forward. So, again, I thought it was a really, really talented performance, and uh, it was a very long way of saying, yes, I think I would expect him to see him play uh, tomorrow night. All right, now um, the player I wanted to talk about next was uh, Haney Mukhtar. Yes. Um, I, I think I saw on Twitter people not hating on him, but hating on the people that are possibly hating on him. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of Twitter oh, in a nutshell, right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but he, he hasn't hit the ground running. What do you, what do you think he has to do against Orlando to kind of, to kind of show that he deserves to be under that DP tag? And also, do you think that missing the penalty in the last game, do you think he will, uh, kind of have that in his mind a bit and will be playing extra hard to, to kind of redeem himself? You know, uh, I think, unfortunately, he. It, you're right. He hasn't hit the ground running. There's no way around that. And and he is the most talented technical player on the team. So we just need to see more out of him. There's no way around that. Um, that being said, I, I really do think he's looked okay in spots. And it just hasn't come off the way necessarily we'd hope it would come off. Uh, the Walker-Zimmerman set piece, uh, he didn't get the assist there, but he did deliver the ball that then eventually dropped to Zimmerman. The ball to Romney was probably the best free kick he's taken all season. Delivered very, very well. A good goal. It puts us up one nothing away against one of the better teams in the league in Orlando. So, uh, again, I thought against Orlando uh, in, in the first match, he performed very, very well. Uh, you've just got to see in product out of your number 10, and you've got to see in product out of your DPs. And so, 
Um, I don't think fans are unreasonable in saying, hey, we want more out of this guy. Like I just alluded to earlier, I, I really, really wish that he would have converted that penalty because I think it would have, well, A, it would have just been breathing room in that match. But it would, again, it would have gone assist in one game, goal in the next game, and now we've got a, a stew going, you know, to quote arrested development, right? Uh, you got a stew going, baby. So uh, I think that would have been really, really good just for his confidence and the team's confidence moving forward, but it didn't take place that way. So I think what you can definitely say about Hani Mukhtar is that he is a, a – a true professional and that he's not going to let a missed penalty in a game seven games into the season affect him negatively mentally. So I think he's going to just go to work. He's going to come out. And yeah, I, I mean, I think there probably is the spark to say, Hey man, like I want to do more for these players. I don't think that necessarily is tied to the penalty. He just wants to contribute. He wants to be the best player on the team. Uh, he has the qualities there to be that. And we've just got to see the end product lining up. Now, that comes with other players as well. He's a creator. He's putting good balls into space. Uh, there's a Daniel Rios opportunity against Orlando that he did not convert. Uh, there was another opportunity for Baji against Dallas that he did not. So it's there's some of these things that, I mean, you can kind of knock Mukhtar for it, but he could easily be up in the three or four assist range if some chances had been put away. Um, so we want to see more out of that, uh, definitely. Um, and you know, as far as people hating or not hating or whatever, uh, fans are going to do what they want to do. And so, uh, I've seen some negative comments both on Twitter and in Reddit in some different places. And I mean, at the end of the day, they just want to see goals. They want to see assists. There haven't been those yet. Um, I think if you're like giving up on him as a player, that is an unintelligent decision. Um, cause I think he's really, really going to show why he is the first DP on this club, uh, in, in another game or two. I think he's been doing the work and I think we're going to see a breakthrough sooner or later. So how do you think Gary Smith will be changing his tactics uh, to face Orlando? Um, do you think he'll be going with the the pace out wide again? Uh, what do you, uh, Or do you think he goes with a different play style? So I, I wouldn't expect 4-4-2 again, personally. Um, I, I think we looked okay in that in spells, but it's certainly it's the most open the team have looked all year. Uh, and that being said, I, I do expect him to go for all three points. I don't think he's going to sit around and just hope for a draw against a good team at home. Uh, you, you, in this league, you've got to, I mean, you know this as good as anybody, you've got to win when you're at home, right? You've got to get as many points as possible when you're playing at home. And so uh, in a weird year like this especially, um, if you've got the opportunity and against a team who you played really, really well against just a few days ago, uh, if you've got the opportunity to sit there um, and, and grab all three points, you've got to do it. So I would expect him to start close to her full strength side. Again, we do play Miami again this weekend. Uh, so there will be some rotation. Um, that being said, uh, my biggest expectation from this game is that I would hope that Walker Zimmerman and Dave Romney are able to handle Daryl DK a bit better than they were in the first match. I think he played a tremendous game. And um, I, I thought he was really, really good, not just in his goal, but in his movement off the ball, kind of pulling them different places. And that's one of those things where I think it's unfortunate for Orlando that you're playing this team again just four days later because um, it, it just leaves the opportunity there for those guys to say, hey, you know what? We literally just played against this guy. He's going to try to suck you this way or he's going to do this and then make that run, whatever it might be. So my, my hope is that two guys with as much experience as Zimmerman or Romney can can kind of take advantage of the the short time frame and, and be a bit more prepared. That's a good point. I didn't think of that, how, you know, DK could have, if he does play, uh, could have uh, a lesser impact on this game, considering he just faced these two center backs. They'll know his style of play a bit better, especially since they got, you know, kind of done by him a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, to put it a nice way. Right. And, um, 
And so they're going to lo- look at the video and, and say, okay, that can't happen again. Yep. Yeah, so I would just expect a level of preparation, not not from Gary Smith in particular. I know you asked about his tactics, but I would expect that out of those two guys in particular. It's like, hey, look, like we might get beat, but it ain't going to be this. So that that would that's what I would expect. So you said you think uh, Smith's going to go with um, basically full strength starting lineup. You don't see any rotation going on. Uh, I do expect Anunga to start. Uh, so when I say full strength, uh, I talked a lot last week about how the, the strength of the team is Godoy and uh, McCarty there in the middle. So mm-hmm. I, I I think you will see another sub there. Um, we'll see. Uh, that that one, I mean, I think Godoy and McCarty has been one of the better midfield partnerships in the whole league so far this season. So uh, it would maybe make sense to start them both together. But again, I think the rotation is just important, particularly when on the other side of the Miami match, we do have a full week's rest before we head back home. Um, I think Mukhtar's back in the starting lineup, personally. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the it looks like rotationally. Don Lottie's been playing very, very well, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's back in the nine role by himself. Uh, and then you have um, Randall Leal and Moyol on either side of Hani Mukhtar. I think Moyle's just put in really, really good shifts since he's gotten here. Um, he does a ton of work working backwards, so maybe in front of a guy like Alistair Johnston, who is a little bit more offensive-minded of a right back, that makes sense. And um, again, I think you've—I I don't think the attack can be what Gary Smith wants it to be. Now I, that sounds kind of hilarious because we've scored two goals on the season, um, three goals on the season, I guess. Yes, three goals on the season. It was. We one zero win, one zero win. Oh yeah, there you go. Two in the two losses. <laughs> right, four goals in the season. I was thinking there was just one in the loss. It's forgetting the Orlando match. It's hilarious. I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think this the attack can be uh, fully accelerated or fully activated without Randall Leal and Hani Mukhtar in the lineup. And in a game where we know all of the offensive qualities of Orlando, I don't think you can expect to win the game one nothing necessarily. So I just think you've got to put those two guys out there. And now you brought up another name that I forgot to ask you about. Moyle uh, played, started against Inter Miami, came yep. off the bench against Orlando. Yep. How do you think his introduction is going to affect this game coming up for um, Nashville? Uh, again, I just think he does a lot of work on both sides of the ball. I think Randall Leal would kind of pride himself on being that same type of player as well. And so, uh, to me, that really kind of pins in on a guy like Nani or a guy like Moutinho when you're making them work backwards and, and influencing the game on your offensive side of the field and they're having to exert energy in their defensive side of the field, it limits what they can do on the other side. And so um, to me, the best thing you could do is put a guy like that on the right side who's going to put hard, hard minutes in against Nani, against a Moutinho, and then say, hey, you know what, uh, come 75 minutes, this guy's going to be feeling it on the other side of the field. And where they converted last week, they might not convert this week. Well, I've got good news for you, Nashville fans. Moutinho uh, injured his groin against Atlanta. Oh, so well, he will probably not be in the we'll, game. We'll take the the, the subsidy uh, in the, this match. But it's unf- we never want to see anybody injured. So. Right. Um, but that's that it, it is a bright spot for Nashville. That'll definitely be helpful because he was in a lot of advanced positions, especially against Jalil Anibata, uh, Anibaba there in the corner that match. Oh, yeah, especially on the first goal when he uh, yep. cut inside on Mukhtar and uh, put the cross in and Mueller scored off the ground. So Nashville fans will be, you know, happy about that, just to say. All right, uh, let's get your predictions on the match. How are you feeling? You're at home this time. Uh, do you think that'll 
that'll sway the result in your favor? I, look, I do think it will. Um, I mean, it, it just, you know, the in and out travel, I don't think it's some huge adverse thing, but it's definitely an advantage to the home team. There's no way around that. And so, uh, you know, I think there's an opportunity there. Again, I, I said it the other day after we lost to Orlando. I don't think Nashville's really put in a bad performance yet. And so uh, I think they'll go out there and be able to kind of do some things that they want to do. Again, after another positive result against uh, Inter-Miami. And a team that, again, you're saying, hey, yeah, you know what, we lost 3-1, but we could have been up 2 nothing really easily in that match. So uh, my, my gut is, is that they're able to go out there and grab at least a point. I know we said 1-1 last time, but I just think this fixture showed before that uh, – there is the opportunity for goals to be scored both ways. So I think it would be really important for Nashville to kind of go ahead and crack that multiple goal egg too, and not just be the team who's going to either draw one, one or, or win one zero or unfortunately lose by multiple goals. So uh, my guts that they can go out there and do a little bit of work that they weren't able to do. And, and like I've said previously, the finishing just has to come sooner or later. You can all, you can only get in position so many times without scoring goals. So um, I, that's a long way of saying, hopefully, like a 2-2 draw, I think, is a reasonable expectation. Um, uh, I know Maybe it's not reasonable because we haven't scored multiple goals in a game yet, but I've been saying that it's going to happen sooner or later uh, for multiple games now. I'm just going to keep saying that until it does. Speak it into existence, man. That's right. What about you? What are your thoughts? Um, we're coming off of the away win against Atlanta. Um Good result, by the way. Fantastic result with uh, a lot of rotation. Nani didn't start. Pereira didn't even go with the squad to the game. Juan was out as well. Mendez as well. Um, players that are, are bona fide starting 11 players. Right. Um, so the rest was good, and we still got the good result. But I think Atlanta's play style played into our hands a lot. So Nashville's play style um, will be very different. And I think going away from home, it'll be much more difficult than going to Atlanta. Because, again, we the way we play sets up perfectly for the way Atlanta played, and we we won basically because of that. I think this is going to be much more difficult. Nashville are at home. They showed that they can put in a good performance at home against Inter-Miami, who beat Orlando City. Right. So I think it's going to be a hard game. I'm honestly seeing a draw as well, maybe a 1-1 a one, one or a 2-2. Two, two. Sure. So I think I'm yeah. along the same lines as you, and I wouldn't be too disheartened about that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think either team would be too upset with that. I think, again, Nashville's just like, you've got to take the points you can get when you can get them. And if it ends up being one, that's fine. Um, look, that being said, the parity in this league is kind of across the board, right? The, the the bad, bad teams are always, you know, you can take those off the bottom. And then the good, good teams you can take off the top. But there's 18 or so teams there in the middle that are pretty, pretty close across the board. And I think Nashville's shown they aren't that far off of that pace of teams lumped in the middle that are pretty good. Now, I think Orlando is starting to break away towards that top group. Um, that being said, with so much recent play, it's all just kind of incestuous right now with mm -hmm. you know these repeat games and stuff like that. And so it, it's weird. It's almost hard to take too much or too little away from the performances that you just had a week ago. And so I'm interested to see back-to-back -back, uh, or with one game in between what the performance is out of Nashville coming at home. And it'll be exciting to see for sure. I, I'm excited to be at the game in person. Um, I'll, I'll be there in the box tomorrow night covering the team. So I'm, I'm happy for that. No fans yet in attendance here in Nashville, which is unfortunate. Um, but it, it's just to be able to see the full field and see the work that other people are doing. I, I'm very excited to look at it from that side. Awesome, man. Where can my listeners follow you up? 
You can look at me on Twitter. It's Davey T. Shep, uh, at Speedway Sock. S-O-C is Speedway Soccer. And then also on 104.5 The Zone, uh, that's the Nashville Soccer Show, big sports radio station in Nashville. You can look them up on both Twitter as 104.5 Zone uh, or on uh, just, just the website, 104.5thezone.com. You can get Nashville Soccer Show and Speedway Soccer downloaded there. Awesome. Thanks for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Of course, Gavin. Thanks again, buddy. Here, Nani gets in behind. Here's Nani with a chip. It's 1-1.